Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yara podcast. It's the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here, and we don't just talk about it. We give you the nuggets. We give you all the nitty-gritty. We give you the how-to, the playbook, if you will. Today, we're going to be talking about something very timely, and that is how to increase your job security. Now, be sure to check out all of our other full episodes and our two-minute drills. And if you love what you hear, there's nothing more that we would like than if you subscribed and shared our podcast. Now, let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I'm Jamie Yarrow, and kickoff is counting down. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening. I'm live from the office. That is the Closet Office, a.k.a. the Play-By-Play Studio. Now, this episode is brought to you by Amanda Shaw. Amanda is our favorite Lime Life independent beauty guide. Now, at the heart of Amanda's business, she believes that true beauty is made up of inner confidence and outer radiance. If you look good on the outside, don't you feel good on the inside? That's usually the way it works, right? Well, Lime Life, that is the makeup that that makeup artists across the globe use, but you get to use it in your own home. And right now, heck, I mean, we got a lot of time in our own homes. So it's time to invest in yourself and Amanda can help you do that. We've got all of her information in the show notes, so check that out. Today's episode is part one of a four-part series. We're gonna be dealing with job security in uncertain times, and this is gonna be part one. So over the next four days, we're gonna cover about six topics. That's gonna help you keep your current role and if that's not in the cards, it's going to help prepare you for whatever that next role is in your life. And you may have noticed play-by-play has been on vacation for the last week. And first of all, I want to thank those of you that reached out and made sure that all was well. Look, we're doing great. I uh, took a little time off just like I encourage you to do in almost every episode. You've got to spend some time in self-development. you got to spend some time working on you. And that's exactly what I was doing. We've got some big, big things coming down the pipe. I I can't tell you how excited I am. And I'm anxious to announce what's going on. There's a couple really big projects that we've been working on. We're going to be launching these in the near future. Uh, I'm excited to tell you about them and I'll be able to do that real soon. We're just getting all the final details taken care of. And then just like Ken Coleman says, then it's go time, baby. Now today... Today's going to be part one. We're just going to cover one area about job security, but this one area has four points to it. So I didn't want to cover more than this in one day, uh, just for time's sake. I know that most of you like episodes that are in that 15 minute range, maybe 20 minutes. I'm going to try to keep it to that today. So I was reading an article about how times are changing and all the different things that are going to be changing in business. And we're going to really be able to see that as time goes on, and we'll, we'll help you navigate that. I ran across this acronym, though. I thought it was amazing, and, and this is what we're going to cover today in part one. Now, I want you to realize that over the past five or six weeks, that over 25 million people have filed for unemployment benefits. I mean, just in Alabama alone, that's where we are, there's been over $500 million in benefits dispersed. Those are huge numbers, right? That may not really resonate with you. Let me let me share some numbers that'll make sense to you. 
in March, on March 14th, the Alabama Department of Labor processed 1,800 unemployment claims, 1,800. On April 25th, they processed over 74,000. So what does that mean for you? Look, it means that companies are making massive changes, right? If not you, we all know somebody that's been affected by the volatility or the changes or the upheaving, if you will, of the job market, right? Because of this, now, maybe more than ever, it's important that you take appropriate steps or uh, you, you get your mind right, you get ready, you do the things that you can do to ensure job security. Now, let me qualify this by saying, I'm going to use the, the phrase job security, but, but really job security doesn't exist, right? I mean, nobody's irreplaceable. Everybody can be replaced. And sometimes that layoff or that termination, I mean, sometimes that happens despite our very best efforts to be the best employee possible. Now, other times, it's the right move for the company or the organization. You see that happening, too, all the time. And, and that is sometimes what's best for the company. I've seen both sides of the coin in the recent past. I've seen good people that have lost their jobs due to no fault of their own. And then I've seen folks that were let go, and, and quite frankly, the organization is better off without them on staff. And that may not be the popular opinion among the coworkers or among the people that are involved in the organization, but sometimes that's just the case. Now, employers, in some cases, they're having to make these tough choices. The last thing that you want to do is to be that employee, I'm doing air quotes here, that employee that nobody wants to work with or the one that, that the company feels is not all on board or is not willing to be adaptable or is not willing to be flexible, right? That's the last thing you want to be is that employee. And it's actually both of those scenarios that we're going to cover in this series of episodes. So let's look at that acronym that I mentioned earlier. The acronym is RAFT, R-A-F-T, RAFT. Now, I love this acronym because right now we are trying to weather a storm, right? And, and like these times that we're facing right now, that sort of means that we're on these rough waters, right? And we're in a raft. Maybe we're in a, uh, a life raft and we're just trying to make it through, right? We're trying to get through the storm. And if we can get through to the other side, the sun will be shining. It's not going to be, you know, perfect, there's probably going to be some debris and there's going to be some damage and that as we get through this storm. But when we get through to the other side, right, we can, we can start navigating those waters again. But right now we're in rough water. We're in a raft. And we're going to use this acronym RAFT as we work through four points today. So RAFT, the R in RAFT, that stands for resilience. So how good are you at getting bucked off the horse and getting back in the saddle? My youngest daughter, she loves riding horse. And when I say she loves riding horse, let me tell you, this is what this this girl thinks about 24 hours a day almost, right? Uh, she loves riding horse. And she doesn't care if the horse is a little bit uh, rough around the edges. She doesn't care if it likes to buck a little bit. In fact, she really rather have a horse that's a little rough around the edges. Now, how good are you at getting bucked off the horse and getting back in the saddle? You know, I think about people that are 
you know, maybe passed up for promotions or they don't get that job that they've been applying for. And, and maybe they, you know, they really think that they were the one that should have gotten it. They were qualified for it. When things like that happen, what does it take for you to get back after it? Do you find ways to keep going or, or do you retreat back into your shell? Uh, I've been working on this little project with some guys for a little while. And uh, this week I got a message from one of them saying that my help was no longer needed. Now, this was a project that I kind of spearheaded. And so did it sting a little bit when this guy said that they didn't need me anymore? Sure it did. But I've come to realize that this guy is one of those guys that likes to be the one making decisions. Uh, and he often comes across in a way that's just not appealing. And, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I understand that some things are just not worth stressing over. And quite frankly, not being involved in that project, it gives me time to commit to other things that we've got going on, other projects on the list. And so, you know, it is what it is. You know, have you ever been to the beach and you go into those little gift shops and they have those hermit crabs. They're in the big cages, you know, and they got colored shells and all that kind of stuff. Just little, um, you know, souvenirs that you can buy. I mean, probably if you're parents, you've probably come home from the beach with a little hermit crab cage, you know, and your hermit crab died like a week later or whatever, you know. And But what happens when you try to touch those little hermit crabs? They retreat back into their shells, don't they? Well, is that you? When you don't win or you don't get your way or something goes, you know, other than the way that you expected it, what's your tendency? I mean, do you regroup and then come back after it or do you retreat? I mean, that's resiliency. In this market, folks, you better be resilient. That's the R in raft, resilient. The A is adaptability. Now, this refers to how well do you handle change? I've worked with thousands of people over my career, and some are great at handling change, and some are the absolute worst. You know, I spent a lot of years in the medical field, and those folks, by and large, are really good at handling change, especially people in the pre-hospital medical field, paramedics and nurses and uh, ER and all those folks that handle emergencies are, are generally really good at handling change because change happens at the split, you know, at a split second. But I remember working with this one guy. Uh, when change happened, it would just send him into orbit. Like if there was a change in the organization, it, it was just impossible for him to take that in and then move on and it not destroy his day. Like he was incapable of scaling with the company when, when changes happened, when the company grew, when job responsibilities changed, it, it was really a challenge for him and his inability to deal with change like that. It ultimately held him back. And I, I think that that was probably the end result of why he eventually got terminated. His inability to be resilient in the face of change, it affected his attitude and that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. When change occurs, how well do you handle it? Well, let me qualify something by saying this. Whether or not you're good at handling change, that's not a reflection of you necessarily. You're, some people are just better at handling change than others. But how you handle yourself during that change, and, and by that I mean your attitude through the process, that is something that you do have uh, direct control over. 
Some people are great with dealing change, some are not. But we can all dig down deep and we can figure out how to handle it with professionalism. No employer wants to deal with a drama queen or a drama king, especially with the stress of all that's going on in our economy. I can promise you this, your value to the company is greatly diminished if you are one of those that are constantly bucking change and you're making it challenging for the leaders to create a culture of unity within the organization. And when change happens, that's one of the biggest responsibilities of a leader is to maintain unity, maintain teamwork, maintain a closeness that everybody is going in the same direction, right? That's that's one of the biggest challenges for leaders to do when in the midst of change. And if you are one that's bucking that change, you're, you are very difficult for that leader to, to deal with. So oftentimes those that can, can't handle change are vocal about it. Uh, if, if your inability to handle change is not your strong suit, if that's not something you're good at, one of the biggest things I can tell you today is keep it to yourself, right? Teamwork makes dream work. You've heard that before. But those that are vocally against change, those will be the first to go when uncertain times come. So that's adaptability. That's the A in raft. So next comes F, flexibility. Now, this may seem a lot like adaptability, but there's a distinct difference. They both deal with change, but flexibility, that is, you know, are you willing to wear other hats? Do you take on other responsibilities? Do you do whatever is needed on the team? That's hard to do sometimes. Uh, In smaller organizations, people often wear multiple hats anyway. So sometimes that's not new to people that work in smaller organizations. But in, you know, midsize or even larger companies, sometimes people take the attitude that, you know, it's not my job or it's not my responsibility. Well, unfortunately, while that may have been true in the past, when times change, your job can change. I think this is one of the hardest things that I, pe- I, I see people struggling to grasp. What your job was 12 months ago, that might not be what it is today. What you were hired to do a year or two or three or five years ago, that may not be what the company needs today. There's no guarantee that what your job was is the same as what it will be, right? What you're doing today, most likely, it won't be exactly the same as what you're doing 12 months from now. And you've got to be flexible. That's the changing landscape of business now. 50 years ago, You know, people got a job and that was their job and and it just didn't change. You know, that's not the environment we're in anymore. Today's workplace is, it's ever changing and and it has to be, or the company's not going to survive. I mean, listen to me when I say that the fact that your company changes is likely a matter of survival. You getting on board with uh, change and being flexible to do whatever is needed for the company that's going to be vital to the company and it's going to be vital to your job security. Employees that, that refuse to be flexible, um, they're, they're just not as valuable to the company. And thus, they may be thought of first when personnel reductions are needed, right? If, if you're not somebody that's willing to do whatever's needed to make the company successful, if you're going to dig your heels into the sand and you're going to say, well, that's not my job. When it comes time to reduce payroll, 
to, for the business to, to survive, you, you may be on that list. And the bottom line is you got to be flexible. There's a lot of new things coming out right now. Technology changes, right? Embrace those technology changes. Embrace new company alignments. Embrace remote working if that's necessary. The bottom line is embrace change, right? Be flexible. Do whatever is needed within reason and be a team player. That's flexibility. The last thing today is thoughtfulness. This will be relatively short because you're going to get this point like immediately, right? Everybody's struggling and everybody's struggles are different right now. Some are dealing with sickness. Some are dealing with financial challenges. Some are dealing with changes in job responsibilities, just like what we've talked about with adaptability and flexibility. Some are having to work from home and that's a challenge for a lot of people. Families are going from two incomes to one income in some cases, employers are having to make really, really hard decisions, decisions that affect people's lives. And with that, with all that, plus the million other things that I didn't even mention, stress is high, right? So remember that. Employers, let me talk to you for a second. Remember, your teams are navigating uncharted waters too. I get it, you're stressful, and I'm going to address your stressors in a second. But employees, they're fearful of what tomorrow might bring. I mean, will they have a job tomorrow? And if they do, what will it look like? Will they have to take pay cuts? There's people right now, friends of mine, that are having to take pay cuts. What if they get sick? What if a family member gets sick? What's childcare going to look like? And the list goes on and on. So I challenge you, employers, to... Be understanding of their struggles also. Employees, know that your employers are going through perhaps arguably the most stressful time in their company's history. In a lot of cases, in the history of the company, this is the most difficult time that they've ever had to face. And with that, hard decisions are being made. There's a lot of sleepless nights, I can assure you of that. I remember opening a new business and having payroll and rent and marketing and utilities and taxes and and just laying awake at night, sometimes all night, and just wondering, how will I keep the doors open? What happens if I can't pay the rent? What happens if I can't make payroll? That's what a lot, a lot of your employers, that's what they're feeling right now. And if they're a little edgy, uh, if, if their patience is just a little thin, give them a little latitude. The stress that they're under right now, not I'm not diminishing your stress either because the stress is real for everybody. But the stress for employers oftentimes right now is, is indescribable. If you've never walked in those shoes, you may not really understand what it feels like to have the weight of so many families that are relying on you to make payroll so that they can pay their mortgage and pay their car payments and put food on the table and all those things to go with it. It's a tremendous amount of weight. And in the end, look, everybody is having to deal with something challenging in their lives. So be considerate to your teammates. Be considerate to your leaders. Be considerate to your customers. Kindness and compassion, they go a long way. 
You can bring joy to somebody else's day. And along the way, you can also help with your own job security. So to recap for today, raft. You got to be resilient. You got to be tough. You got to be fearless. You got to be strong in the fight. You got to be adaptable. You got to handle change with professionalism. You have to be flexible. You got to be ready to wear many hats and come up with solutions. And you got to be ready to think outside the box. We're going to talk about more of that tomorrow. And you got to be thoughtful. Be kind. Be considerate. Acknowledge the stress that everyone's under and think about that. If you do those things, you're going to have a good start to helping ensure a greater level of job security in these uncertain times. Well, that's all I got for today. As a reminder, this is just part one of a four-part series. Part two comes out tomorrow. To give you a little sneak peek, we're going to be talking about being a big-time thinker and a lifelong learner. Now, the best way to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes of Play by Play is to subscribe, so be sure to do that. Go ahead right now and hit that subscribe button. Reach up there and hit it. Go ahead. There you go. Good job. All right, that way you won't forget, and it's done. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Play by Play. Be sure to check out all of our other episodes and our two-minute drills. You can find all those on your favorite podcast player. Just search for the letters PXP. We make it super easy. And then just click on the podcast called Play by Play with Jamie Yarrow. Now, thanks for listening today. And most of all, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. My name is Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have an amazing day.